Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And I gave you the second movie out of Bong Joon-ho's trilogy really that I'm doing. You, I was really hoping you were going to say his name, because I forgot it again. <laughs> and I feel bad, because he's a great director so far. He's two for two with me. I mean, I know I was saying his name wrong in the last episode. I was saying Juho, but it's Joon-ho. So. Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. Well, like the first part, anyways. <laughs> Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. It's another one. The title throws you. Yeah, it does. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's funny now because after watching this, now I know like like there's so many more jokes from that damn Rick and Morty episode about the, the Rick train. <laughs> did you see that one? I don't think I did. Oh, it was last season. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, and it's I need It's literally to check it them out. going from car to car. Oh. And they're like, tell us something about Rick Sanchez. And he's like, what the fuck is with the Rick Sanchez? Like, yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's funny. But now it makes so much more sense, but. Yeah. I love those uh, cultural phenomenons that like pay off when you watch something. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, I mean, you know, for me, that doesn't happen very often. Right. Because even if I don't enjoy it, I still usually know about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, set the set the uh, scenes for or set the I, uh, plot for you if you want. I told this story before, but the, the thing that got me into Bong Joon-ho was this movie. I was at Walmart looking at movies and I saw Snowpiercer and it just looks like a cover of a movie I would like. So I like I read the back of the the movie and I was like, this sounds weird enough that it would be like right up my alley. This is one I wish I would have watched because I ain't gonna lie until he tackled Captain America. And it still took me about two movies of him being Cap. By the time we got to like Avengers, I was good with him. So I guess one that I didn't uh, didn't like the first Captain America that much. That's what me and the wife were talking about, because I saw this before he was Captain America. So he was a very like. Not super big actor to me. Well, that's what I was trying to say. Um, before before he was Captain America, I didn't think he was that great. He did Fantastic Four, which was dog shit. Yeah. And then he played in Not Another Teen Movie, which that was funny, but I felt like anybody could have played that part. Right. He didn't um, stand out. Right. He was just another face. He's just a pretty face. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, but he he takes it to fucking acting school in this one, man. Mm-hmm. So many range of emotion. I mean, now... Now that you've seen him be Captain America for 20 years, like you're like, oh, yeah, you have. Talent. Oh, yeah, you, you can act like a motherfucker. You know what I mean? But like if I would have saw that, I would have been like much more confident in his ability to be Captain America. Definitely. So, yeah, I watched I got this movie. I just bought it because I, I do that. I'll just buy random movies that I haven't seen. I watched it and I was like, I really like this movie. And I heard some people saying they didn't like it. And I was like, well, I enjoyed it. Fuck it. It's just going to be my little special treat to myself and my boy the dad from parasite was in this one too man i am falling in love with this guy that guy can act man he's good you should um the next movie we're gonna watch is the host and he's in that one too fuck yeah i was hoping dude i was like i was like hopefully this guy's like his jason muse like he's just in every fucking movie yep it's definitely a tim burton johnny depp relationship and yeah so i watched this movie i loved it and then parasite came out and everyone was clamoring about it and i was like i'm just gonna watch this movie just so i can say i seen it was this his first one or was the host the first oh no he's been doing movies since like the 80s really <laughs> but he's been he's a korean director right so, so he's it been, took him a while to break out like, exactly and and um snowpiercer was his like breakout in america what year did this come out snowpiercer 13 13 2013 so he had already been captain america for a few years had he? Yeah. I don't. I want to say the first Captain America was like 07. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess you're right. But yeah, like. 1994. Well, that's a short, short. Uh, 2000. Breaking dogs never bite. Barking dogs never bite. What the fuck? Can't read. 2000. So 
he's been on the come up since the 2000s, but he has a few movies that I really, really want to see that I'm in the middle of getting. Memories of Murder is a Korean film, and I have Mother that's going to be delivered today, which I'm going to watch tonight. Is that the one with Jennifer Lawrence? No, no, no. It's the, it's the same name, but different movie. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Like, I don't want to that's watch Darren that Aronofsky, which it's on your list, but. Fucking Aronofsky sucks, dude. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so yeah, then Snowpiercer. Except for The Wrestler. The Wrestler's fucking hard, dude. Right. That's just a great movie. Yeah. It's like my favorite Ricky or Mickey Rourke movie Mickey for Rourke. sure. For sure. It's definitely his his best so yeah i watched parasite i loved parasite then i put two and two together no no then then i watched the host because i heard from like the grapevine that it was a great horror movie so i put it on and then one day all, all the everything came together i'm like he did he did uh snowpiercer he did parasite and he did the host like who is this director that i'm like obsessing over right now so that's why I wanted to do a trilogy of these movies because I love these movies so much. And he's like one of my favorite directors right now. So I'm going to set the stage for you. Uh, it's the year 2030, I believe, mm-hmm. around there, 2020 something. I think it's just like set whenever it was. It uh, says like bland date, I yeah. believe, but I, it doesn't matter. It's around this time. It's just like, okay, you know, it's modern times mm-hmm. and uh, our ozone layers fucked and the government's. Uh, it's getting too hot. So what right. do they do to prevent that? They shoot a rocket that's going to supposed to make it like winter. So the thing is, is uh, is and they have this chemical that's supposed to cool the earth, but every country shoots an, a rocket out, and right. so it has the opposite effect of what they're trying to. Or turns the world into the day after tomorrow. Yeah, everything's frozen. Like everything freezes over. But before they shoot the rockets, um, or when they're in the process of shooting the rockets, um. A billionaire. Yeah, a billionaire train fanatic builds this, like... Super train. That runs forever. And, it's self-sustaining. Right, and it, it in the course of a year, it makes, like, a full rotation around yeah, the Yeah, that earth. was a cool little, nice little touch. Because in the middle of the movie, they do, Happy New Year! <laughs> yeah. And it was really cool, too, because it was, like, somehow the... Because it went through ice blocks, it, it could not stop. Like it Yeah, just the way going. it was designed was to, like, take stuff off the track so it couldn't derail. And uh, it would take the water from the ice and like that's what they drank and like, you know, it filtered it in for plants and food and right. This movie, dude, like watching Parasite, it kind of like in some ways it's weird to me, but it kind of gave me like an insight into like what he was going for. Mm -hmm. I don't know if all of his movies are about, you know, like social, you know, stature, like injustice, but I got a lot of the same vibes out of this one, but it was just like a much more in your face, brutal way of showing you like it's a very linear way of telling it instead of like these two families, you know, one's at the high end, one's at the low end. Right. This and this is yeah, these like you're on a journey with these poor people. Right. And you just realize like little by little that they're like, you know, small or big fish in a small pond Mm -hmm. or like. It, it it's really mind fucking to see like how these people were having to live. And so the whole thing is he built this train. It was supposed to be for like high class, high middle class people. But at the last minute, all these people snuck onto the train and that's where he keeps them is in the very last cart. They have no, no light. They are eating these protein bars and they're just, they're like living like, like a homeless people, but on this train, right? They're sleeping. They're not like, being treated very well. They're all crammed into this cart. And then, to do like population control so things don't get out of hand every once in a while the, they'll stop feeding them 
Oh, well, he'll yeah, stop feeding them. No, or just... at first, no, at first he says they didn't feed them at all. Mm. He said we were here for months without a single drop of food. Or yeah, anything. and then they started bringing the protein bars. I don't want to jump to the end yet because right, right, there's right. more dude, to that. Dude, that oh my god, dude, that's yeah. like the biggest thing. I, I I was not gonna forget to talk about that, but anyways. <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, they treat these people like like less than shit, right? And, and they're uh, sick of it, and they want to. I thought that was crazy. Um, which I thought was really great storytelling is the one guy throws a shoe at the lady, you know, bust her head open. So they take his arm and put it outside the train to freeze it and then, you know, break his arm off. But also this is telling you like how drastic it is outside that you're like living conditions are so bad that his arm can't even stay out there. Yeah, because they're tra- the train's going through some kind of mountains or whatever. And they're like, at this altitude, it'll only take six minutes. Yeah. And they, that's how many times they've done it to people. And, yeah, exactly. They have it down to a science. And when they show his arm out the window, you see where there's multiple holes that that if, you know, we got five, six people to do today, we'll take six, five, six arms. If right. I can, like, that's what we got to do. Yeah. I just thought it was a cool way of like, well, why don't they go outside the train and just climb on it? Well, they can't because his arm can't even stay out there for seven minutes. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I thought that was cool storytelling. And they're sick of being treated like shit. So they devise this plan to get to the front of the train where all the rich people are. I don't know, man, but I got a real Holocaust-y vibe off this oh, 100%, movie, dude. Yeah. Like, I just realized that right now. Like, <laughs> It's super fucked up because like the only people that come in because like, they have the front gates and they study these people like, like you know, they're just trying to learn their patterns so they can get out of this car. And some of these people literally their entire lives have just been trying to want, like they've lived in this car. Like, they're train babies. Some of them are train they, babies. They call them train babies, yeah, yep. because they were born there. Mm-hmm. And once again, just fucked up at the end but i'm not gonna keep going but uh <laughs> so but yeah the, the the way they they need children they keep they come and like every once in a while and just take children yeah and they don't know why they're like they keep taking our kids and we want right. our kids back so that we're gonna go get them all they do all they do is measure them and then they take them yep it was really shitty. It was really shitty, but very like you said, Holocaustian. Like yeah, that's just keeping the vibe people I in got, this yeah. uh, concentration mm-hmm. concentration camp and just fucking do what you want. And like the one, uh, they needed a violinist, so they asked, "Does anybody know how to play violin?" And he's like, "He's like me and my wife play violin," and he's like, "They're looking at their teeth, looking at their hands," and he's like, "You'll do." He's like, "But my wife was first chair. I was second chair." He's like, she's way better at playing violin. And he looked at her and they're like, we only need one. And they like kick her. Break her hands. he's like, oh, I'm not going if you're not going to take her. And then they break her hands and fuck her up and take him. Just like, you ain't got a choice, bitch. You're coming. Mm -hmm. And um, you find around later on that guy, you know, you don't know if they're getting killed or what's happening to these people. They're experimenting on them. Great way of like, like I said, you really are going on a journey with these people. They literally start at the bottom. And they work their way through this train. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't know, man. It's a really cool movie because, like, you don't know what, you really don't know what to expect. Right. Next. You don't know when the next char- cart's going to hold. The great thing about movies like that, I'm interested to watch this again just for the fact that now that I know what's going to happen, because it's like that movie Nonstop with Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't a bad movie the first watch, but once you find out who, like, did it, it's like, I don't really care anymore. Like, right. I don't have to go through this two hour movie. We, we found the guy. Yeah, I will say this is a better watch second time around because I rewatched it for the podcast. And the first 
time I watched it, I didn't know what I was in store for right. until the end. I was like, wow, it was great. But now rewatching it, knowing what I'm in for, oh my God, it just like pays off even better. I love when I go into a movie, like I said, because most of the ones that we that you give me, I've never heard of, and that's why you give them to me. But um, when I go into a cold watch and I'm enjoying it so much that I'm that I am anticipating, like I'm like, oh fuck, what's gonna happen next, man? This shit's mm-hmm. wild, you know. So Chris Evans is his name in this movie is um, Curtis. His name's Curtis, yep. and uh, the little guy, the little brother, or the guy that like he says is his brother. He takes care of him and stuff. Is uh, Edgar. Edgar. Yep, you're right, Edgar. Edgar. And uh, they've been on living on the train. And uh, um, first, before we go, can we just talk about how great Tilda Swinton is in this role? Oh, dude, the, she's amazing. It's probably what got her go- like you know because I had seen her and stuff little bits in here, but now she's like a leading lady. Oh yeah, pretty sure she's got like an Oscar or something. I think she won for the help. Mm-hmm. She's a great actress, but it just this role in particular it just like shows her fucking range. Tough lady. Oh yeah, toughest lady. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they devise this plan. Oh, you're talking pro- about Tilda Swinton. Yeah. No, no, yeah, that's the lady that plays the shit, the 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 boss, the pit boss, like the forget what they call him, but. It's like the the person that's in charge of the shit people, but they're they think they're like super important. Like yeah. I, I guess middle management. Right, right, right. Is what you want to call her? Yeah. She's over the, the she's over the what they call like the I forget what they call them, but the the shit car the real cars or whatever. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's how you know that you're nothing in life because you live in these cars. She's over them. Yeah. So they give her a little bit of taste of the good life or what these people think. But the way she dresses, it's like she dresses better than them, but it's like barely. Like she does it just to remind them that she's that much. She's just a little bit better than them. Because the whole speech she gives while they're freezing old boy's arm off is, uh, I am at the head. And you are a shoe. Be a shoe. Well, she puts the shoe on the guy's head. And she's like, you don't wear a shoe as a hat. Shoe goes on your foot. I am a hat. You are a shoe. I go in the front. You stay in the back. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> and that was another thing that was like very, very like uh, propaganda, you know, like that just reminded me of like Nazi Germany. Yep, 100%. Um, the guys that um, protect, that watch over, the, you know, their little militia they got, they all are like SWAT guys, you know. Right. And then they find out that they don't have bullets. Oh, old boy that plays in um, the Harry Potter movies, he's. Oliver, uh, Ollivander, the the guy that makes the wands. Yeah. I believe is that's who he plays. I don't I couldn't tell you. But he plays the old guy in this. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. He's in a bunch of shit. Like oh, I don't yeah. know why I can't think of anything else right now. <laughs> but um He's a seasoned actor. He's great. Well, this dude's got like two hooks. He's got like no arms, like no legs. And uh but he's like the leader, he's like the elder, like kind of like the chief of the poor people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um and Chris Evans is like the the strongest guy, you know. Yeah. He's old enough that he was 18 when he went on the train. Was it 18? I didn't think they I'm, gave an age. I know they've been on the train for 18 years, but I didn't know how old was. he was when or, he got on. No, cuz he does tell. He tells he tells uh the 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 um he tells the security guy. He tells him he said, "Have you ever he said, do you remember life off the train or have you ever lived off the train?" He's like, "Yeah, 26 He's like 18 years on the train and like, I don't know. He does say it, but I just can't think okay. of the number. But anyways, he's old enough that he remembers life before that. But right. um, Edgar, it was born on the train and, and he, this is all he knows. Yeah. 
but uh, Chris Evans kind of like looks out for him and keeps him like on the hope that like um, I'm gonna get you through this. Like we're gonna we're gonna get out of here one day. We're gonna get to the front of this train. We're gonna get stop getting treated like this. Mm-hmm. Revolution. Revolution. It starts Curtis's revolution. So they build this big old like uh, there's four security doors between their cars and the next level, which is where the security, like their break room and yeah. living quarters and shit like that. Right. And they built a thing out of like metal pipes and shit long enough that it would block the doors from closing mm-hmm. so they could get all the way through to where the guards stay. And then right. from there on, they could move out because their doors will open because other people come. It's another smart plot point in the story because they're building this contraption. And at first you're like, what is this like meant to do? Like, what are you doing with this thing? Right. And you show that it's to keep the doors from like closing. And it's like, Oh, they've done this before. They've tried this before. And this is finally them like hatching out a plan that'll get through all these. But yeah, because of, you know, 20 years on the train, like, you know, people have obviously got tired of living like this. <clears throat> right. And they've tried to do something about yeah, it. Yeah. Cause even the guy in the front of the train says like, they've tried many times before, but you're the first one that finally made it to the front. Yeah. I'm spoilers. He makes it to the front of the train, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so it would I would have been a long movie if he didn't, you know? <laughs> Uh, so him and, uh, all the strongest guys they have. And then, um, the mom, mm-hmm. that's who I was talking about. She played in the help. She did a great job. Oh yeah. Movie. Yeah. What Octavia Spencer, Octavia Spencer. She's a fantastic actress. She is. And, uh, she is like one of the best parts of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to know that Korean guy's name or at least his character's oh, name. Song. I'm, of- I'm going to say his like Korean name because, um, Give me his character name because his fucking Korean name. Well, then you know. fucking read it because I cannot. I have my phone. I'll look it up. All right. Well, his Korean name is Kang Ho Song. Kang Ho Song. Yeah, and he was in. I'm just gonna call him Kang. I'm gonna while you look that up. I'm gonna talk about him for a little bit because he was uh he was in Parasite as the dad, and yes. now he's the. The person that actually built the train. Okay, so the first... He built the security. Right. So the first phase of the plan is to get to this guy's car because they keep people in, like, some kind of coma or something, don't they? That's or what they, it looked like. They were in... They're in some kind of, like... Sleep. Like, sleep, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and they have to wake them up. And they have this... It's like a drug because they've been on this train for so long that, like, they're... It's like an industrial waste, but it's also a drug. Yeah. And... uh I guess they use it to like bring them out of this, whatever they got them in, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like those damn smelling salts. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's kind of like a barbarian version of that, yeah. but it's like made out of terrible things. Right. Um, so they do the thing and they run through, well, they lose some people on the first, but what gives them the, the, the balls to say, fuck it, let's do it. It's now or never is he notices that they start a ruckus to see what the, how the guards react and the guy's like, I'll fucking shoot you. I'll fucking shoot you. But they never, they don't even reach for the trigger. Mm-hmm. He goes, why aren't they acting like they're going to shoot him? And he's like, because they don't have any bullets. Yeah, because you can see in the cartridge, the magazine, there's a little opening. You just see that's fucking empty. He said they haven't had bullets. He goes, bullets have been uh, extinct, extinct for, from the last revolution. Right, right. Which was like 10 years ago or some yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that. So uh, they rush them. And they're trying to shut doors. And that's when Chris Evans you know, hits them with the... And then they throw the, they bring this thing that's on wheels and Chris Evans hops on that bitch and mm-hmm. rides it to freedom or oh. so you think. You know? <laughs> yeah. So they finally get into the guards area. They beat the shit out of all of them. And then they think that they won something like they're, like they're going to, you know, 
um, they're going to get treated better. They're going to be like, well, fuck it. We're going to stay here because each one they go to, like, it's not great. Like it's a working, it would be like a, where you work as break room, but yeah. to them, it's like a fucking mansion. Oh, right. Exactly. It's clean food, clean water. <clears throat> one thing that I do love, I'm going to touch on this like early, but I love how each cart is almost like an evolution in like mm. class like the further you yep. get the more it like evolves into something a little bit better that's why i was saying that parasite and this echoed each other really crazy and that this was just like an extreme like you know like an m night Shyamalan way of looking at it like, well if you took a if you took if you took like uh, not necessarily a timeline but you took like a linear chart and you're like these are the poorest people these are the richest people and these are all the people in the middle it's literally the train yeah they make that joke in rick and morty yeah <laughs> It's not deep, Morty. It's a train. It's it's a time train. It's not that. It's not that big a deal, Morty. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah. So they finally get to. They get to the officer and they get to the security guy and they wake him up and he's like, "I'll only do it for drugs." Yeah. But you have to take her with me. And yeah. He uh he opens up the thing and it's his daughter, which I feel like she's been in a lot of his movies too. I did, or else I'm being racist and all Korean women look alike. I mean, maybe not racist, but you know, you could have them confused. Yeah. <laughs> but she may have also been in something too, so. Nope, I'm definitely right. She was in The Host. So I have seen her in some of his other but movies. But she wasn't in Parasite. I know she wasn't in Parasite. No, not in Parasite. But I just watched the the other one he did about the super pig. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about that one. It was oh, on what? Netflix and it was like a huge deal. A super pig? Yeah. It was a picture of me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if i show you the uh cover of it you'll understand what i'm talking about the oak jaw it was on netflix it was like a big deal for a small point like oh, a few I, years yeah, ago i heard about it yeah, he I did that it. is it a documentary no no it's just a movie but it's like a child's movie it's still uh, i started to watch it but i kept getting distracted and i wanted to give it my full attention but it looks like it touches on um animal cu- cruelty yeah that's what i would have guessed yeah so even though it's a kid's film, it's still, like, political in some way, which I appreciate. There are some out there. I remember when we were kids, like, Akira and shit, like, a lot of, like, certain animes. Mm-hmm. When they first came out, they were pretty brutal. Right. So I thought she was the same girl, but it's not. They just look like Anyway. So, yeah, he gets the daughter. And can I tell, like, this actor just, like, I didn't realize it was the same guy until I rewatched all, rewatching oh, all I did these movies. That, and, well, yeah. And he looks like shit in this one. <laughs> Like, you know, they threw like a fucking wig on him or maybe he grew his head. I don't know. Right. But uh, yeah, he's also he looks he looks like the guy from old boy when he gets out of the hotel. He does, dude, doesn't he? <laughs> that guy doesn't do this movie. He no, it's not the same movie, guy, right? but it just like the, the the aesthetic of being just like trapped. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they get him mm-hmm. and they're like, can you get us through the train or not? And he's like, I'll do it for drugs. Yeah. And they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next place they're trying to get to, and the old man, he tells him, he's like, we got to get to the water place. Well, first, I think one cleanser. of the first carts they go through is oh, the yeah. uh, vegetation. No, it's the it's where they find that one guy that got taken. Oh, right. It's the, uh, the, it's the protein, protein bar. It's how they protein make the protein bars. Because right. they're so hungry. You know, they're just like, this is what they live on. And how do they make the protein bars? I don't know where the bugs would have came from unless they were coming off the front of the train. That's what I was. That's kind of what I gathered is they're sucking in all this. um, This uh, snow. 
to turn it into water because that's what they say. That's where right. they get their water from. You mentioned that. But also you would get a lot of bugs too. You get everything. Sticks, rocks. So shit. maybe there is something that's like separating these bugs well, or it's just so fucking dirty that there's bugs everywhere. Yeah, it's too. <laughs> but that's all it's doing. It's funneling these fucking... It looks like... Uh, what's that movie? Evolution or whatever. It's just like all these fucked up looking creatures. Like that's what it lo- these bugs look like. Just like these nasty ass like gigantic grasshoppers or something. Yeah. And they're turning Which, them into these things that supposed to look like... Uh, okay, like it's disgusting to us in the Western world. But I know a lot of those bugs are like delicacies in other parts of the world. Nobody's eating fucking bugs. Yes, purpose, they are. Bro. No fucking, you fucking way. And, no way. And the thing is, is bugs actually do contain a lot of protein. You know who eats bugs, bro? Poor people without a choice. They <laughs> eat bugs. People with money and that live inside. I'm, yeah, I guess I... I bugs, bro. <laughs> yes, they do. Nobody's know. eating bugs. Yeah, I believe the bush people of fucking whatever. Like, yeah, I believe they'll eat bugs because, like, what else are they going to eat? But, yeah. But there are parts of the world that do eat bugs, like, as a delicacy. But, anyway. I don't see Mark and Timmy, you know, Mark and Jimmy Johnson going out for you. Know, like, <laughs> let's go eat some fucking snails, dude. It's great. But it is legitimate because bugs do contain a lot of protein, so they would give you the nutrients you need to survive. Survive, yeah. And that's literally all they're doing is keeping these people alive right. just enough. Just, they're keeping them just enough for their kids, and we'll get to that later. But that's really all it is, is they're a manufacturing... Human beings, human beings of human beings. So, anyway, and it's a, it's the, it's a lot of more deeper shit too because you find out later in the movie population control and people always today kind of like you know uh, accuse the government of doing population control diseases and mm-hmm. you know gun violence and you shit right. like that you know drugs. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, the 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 next thing is we gotta get this water cart. And that's when they go through the vegetation. And this is where it kind of starts that evolution because, you know, plants are first. They're the first things that spring up. So you have evolution of plants. And then, you know, they have this whole self-sustaining ecosystem. No, we skipped up, dude. What do we skip? After they leave the food, the next place they're trying to head is the water. But the next car they go to is like a luggage cart or some shit. And that's where all those dudes in the hoods and all oh, you see is their mouth. It looks we, like a bunch of executioners. We did skip that part. But that no, there's was... two of them, remember? Mm-hmm. There's the first one and then they get through some more and then later on it's like the last brigade of them. Oh, I see. And they're like all the roided out. Like, where the fuck did they find all these hoss ass motherfuckers, first of all? <laughs> that's what I want to know. Um, fun fact, whenever they're about to fight and they have the fish and he like guts it, he kept that scene in the movie because his father was a fisherman and that's kind of like it harpens back to him being a fisherman so it was kind of a shot for his dad so that's why it's like in the movie yeah i just wondered like maybe it was just like their way of saying like we're about to gut the fuck out of you yeah i think that's what he was trying to say but i think it's more personal for him so it's like because these guys they want you to know that they know that there's no bullets because all these dudes are with like fucking meat cleavers and hatchets and chainsaws and all kinds of cool shit and right. they all look like executioners you know yeah. what i mean they well, i love their mouth right i love that part that they put the hoods on because they're like faceless men they're not meant to be like anybody they are right. literally here just to kill you they're just mindless thugs right and uh tilda swinton's character is standing behind all of them with a megaphone saying you did a good job made it a lot farther than anybody thought you would have but it's time to give up now. Yeah. It's time to go back to the back. Precisely 74% of you are going to die. 
Yep. And then they fucking go at it. Which, you know, you're like, why the fuck is that specific number? And you find out later. We'll mm-hmm. get there. And uh, it's a great fight scene. Very brutal. It's got like a uh, like a Braveheart kind of vibe to it. Just watching it's people a get lot, chopped the fuck up. It's a lot more brutal than I remember it being. And let me just say the I wife. I was really surprised at how fucking brutal this movie was. Right. And let me say that the wife made a good point about him and his brutality. Because even Parasite was brutal in moments. Well, yeah, but like to me, Parasite was like a surprise brutal. Right. Like the, other than the last like 15, 20 minutes, yeah. it's like, holy shit. But I like um, she was saying how like some movies, it's all about brutality. And that's all you think about when you think about the movie is like how brutal it was. It's like, yeah, it was a gory movie, but there wasn't much plot. This one, the brutality is with a purpose. Exactly. This is exactly. And it it doesn't stand out. It feels like it fits in the movie. And I just wanted to show like. I do appreciate that. Right. It is brutal, but it's brutal, like I said, with a purpose because you don't think of it like, oh my God, that was terrible. Like that fucking gave me a, you know, a chill. It's like, it reminds you in a way that like you, you get the message. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're taking what you're supposed to away from it. Right. You understand how serious this is of them not wanting them to get to the front of the train. That's what I'm saying. And like I said, he did in Parasite, like he just did a real good job. Like every character in this feels like a real person. Right. Chris Evans, like you are rooting for this fucking guy. You're rooting for Edgar because mm-hmm. Edgar is a little scrappy motherfucker, and so is uh, Chris uh, Curtis. And the old man has a young kid with him, and that kid's a badass too. Mm-hmm. I forgot what his name was, <laughs> but so they do all that, and they get Tilda Swinton. They kill everybody. Well, I love that the part that they. Uh, I mean, it it doesn't. I mean, to me, doesn't have any significance. I'm sure it has some significance, but they like they're going through a tunnel, a long ass tunnel, as oh, the girl yeah. says, and they put on these fucking night vision goggles and just start going to town on these people. And they fucking call all the way to the back yeah. about getting fire so yeah. they can see. And you see this little kid like running through the back of the train. With and then the guy torch. that got his arm fucking broke off. They took his son too. Mm-hmm. That's why he got his arm taken off because they took his son and he tried fighting to get him back right. and they like beat the shit out of him and they took his arm mm-hmm. because I guess that's what they do. And then uh, the old man, him and Tilda Swinton, they've known each other since the whole time since they speak for each group. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Mr. So-and-so, I haven't seen you in years. And what he's doing is he's going to stop the bleeding because there's so, and then it shows you that all of them, like all the people. Yeah. There's like him. a group of them that are missing limbs and it's like, we know how to take care of this. Let us have him make sure he lives through this. You know how to carterize it and we yeah. can save his life. Exactly. Um, and she's like, he's like, we need to talk to Mr. Windsor or Winslow or something. It's a W Willy Wonka. Something like that. <laughs> Wilford. Wilfred. Mr. Wilfred. Yeah. So, yeah, she says all that. Mr. Wilfred uh, is not going to go for that. Mm-hmm. He's going to say, kill all of you. Yeah. You should just take what you want. We'll give you something or another. And you go on about like, we'll forget this ever happened. And that's when... Uh, Oh, dude, I forgot to mention these two guys. It's really fucking weird. Which one? The, like, I guess, head security. Oh, 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 where he's, like, leaning on his Yeah, shoulder. they're, like, lovers, I guess, is what I got from it. Because <laughs> the big one lost his shit when they killed the little one. <laughs> um, One of them's, like, short. He looks like a little, like, a little, uh, I don't know what I want to say. But, like, 
He's he reminds, a little guy. He reminds me of like a comic book character, but mm-hmm. like a badass in a yeah. way. Like he's got a goatee and slick back hair, and the other one's just like a tall, like brooding English dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the fight with all of them, because it's all these executioner faceless men, and then them two, and uh, Edgar kills, or no, 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 that's what it is. They have Edgar, and he's got Tilda Swinton. And because he hated Tilda Swinton so much, he wouldn't give her up. So the guy with the hair killed, um, kills Edgar. Yeah. And you really feel bad because you like Edgar. Edgar, you're you're rooting for Edgar. Well, I love the, there's a small part where um, he has to choose, like, save Edgar or go after Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. And, you know, he chooses the latter because. It's this important. Like he, he Well, it's. It's for the whole people, for everyone, not for just him and his emotions. So he knows he has to do it for the train, for the back part. Edgar kind of gives them that look like, you know what you got to do, man. Yeah. That was kind of sad, but necessary. But it just fuels his, like, anger to get to the front of the train. Because mm-hmm. it's basically, like, almost like a little brother slash son to him. Well, he 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 addresses him as his brother through the whole movie. Yeah. So you think that they had a mom and dad together. Right. Because he's like, do you remember mom and dad? He's like. Or he's like, do you remember life off the train? He's like, he's like, yeah, kind of, not really. He's like, but we had steak before, right? He's like, oh yeah, we definitely had steak. He's like, is it good? He's like, you'll find out for yourself. Yeah, he's like, I, I almost remember, but I think I forgot. That's yes. what they do to like get by. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they they give each other hope. Like, yeah, when we break out of this fucking shithole, man, we're gonna eat like we're gonna eat good. We're gonna eat real good. You know. <laughs> I just realized they had a scene like that in the uh, Matrix whenever eating the sludge. Mm-hmm. I think he says the same thing. He's like, you remember steak? Doesn't steak amazing? <laughs> Well, that's what he's saying. He's like, you eh, know, that's the great thing about this thing. He's like, my mind says that it's a steak. My mouth is telling my brain that it tastes like a steak, but I know that it's not a steak. Like, <laughs> right. Like, that's the old boy that played Ralphie. Yeah. Uh, he's a great actor. <laughs> so, yeah, he uh, he gets Tilda Swinton and they take out the mobster guys and finally. Well, one of them. Yeah. You think that the other one, the big one ends up getting left. Mm-hmm. Uh so this is where the movie gets really crazy. Right. You have all this setup and you don't really, you're not sure where it's going, like what it's trying to say or what it's trying to do. And then this is where it starts to like pick up and you're like, Oh shit. So they finally, they got it. I already had the water place right? and uh, they taken over that. And then the next place they find is a fucking school room, like a classroom. Yeah. And it's so damn eerie because they're teaching these kids like some of the propaganda. Kids, some of the kids that they that they had are the ones that got taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, no, I think all the kids that got taken go to the very front of the train. These are like the middle class kids of the of oh, the rich people, the rich kids? people's kids. Yeah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. No, because I thought. Oh no, 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 they right. weren't their you're kids. Right. You're right. You're right. They thought they were asking, their kids. Yeah. Said, Have you seen this little boy? Have you right, seen this right. little boy? He said he came in through there and went out through there. <laughs> That was fucked up. Was he crying? He wasn't, but he looked like he wanted to. <laughs> and uh, I love how they're just like, they're in, like, obviously, like, they, they smell like shit. They, yeah. they're, they're covered in blood and all that. They've been through hell just getting to this point. And these kids are just like, like, they'd act like they'd have seen this shit before or something. And the teacher's just like, calm down, kids. We'll make a part of the lesson today. And Can we shit. just talk about how creepy that fucking teacher was? Oh, my like, God. I got nothing but chill vibes She's from a her. good actress. She does a lot of stuff now. Yeah, but, she's great. Um, Oops, she's sorry. pregnant 
as shit too and yep. that 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 makes it even harsher in mm-hmm. my opinion what's about to happen so um they're like oh children we're about to pass the the frozen seven and it goes back in whatever, whatever you know seven people got to the train and they decided to risk it all and see if they could survive in the harsh reality and as they passed this mountain it shows these seven people frozen standing like like they literally just froze in yeah motion. in the middle of escape and um she goes and that's how mr wilford knew that like you the, the earth is still uninhabitable and yeah, if you go outside the train, you will die. And they have this whole like chant to go with it. And then it's they start singing creepy. a fucking song about it. And yeah. then there's like a song about how great Mr. Wilford is. And yeah, it's very, um, very propaganda, cult- very yeah. propaganda and cultish. That's what I said. I just kept going back to like, uh, well, propaganda for sure, but like dictators and shit. Like, you know, Saddam Hussein wrote books and made kids learn them in school and shit. But it's a very important part of the movie because this whole movie is about capitalism and how capitalism puts you in this box and you feel like you can't get out of it. And that's kind of what the train represents is like, I thought the class thing was so much better. Like you said, you have people in the caboose and then you got people in the, in in the um, engine. You know what I mean? Yeah. The front of the train. Well, that's in the middle classes in the mayor. And then we're all sprinkled in. Well, that's that's capitalism in a nutshell is you have these people. Okay. Classism. Classism. Um, and capitalism. Well, I thought capitalism was just making money. <laughs> capitalism is making money, but at all means, like at all costs, like fuck everybody to do it. Yeah, it's kind of the the best expression I've heard about this movie is, and they even say it in the movie is, you have the people in the back of the train that want to get to the front of the train because they think the people in the front of the train's life is better, but at the end of the day, everybody's still in a train. Right. Like, it still sucks. Well, I'd much rather have stayed in the front. Well, yeah, but you're still on the train at the end of the day, so you're still going to be, like, not completely happy with your situation. Right. Like, you may be better off than them, but your life still sucks. And that's kind of the idea of capitalism is the middle class is, you know, you're not homeless. You, yourself, you're not homeless. You're You're middle class. You're doing well, but you feel like you could be doing better. Like our health healthcare sucks. You know, there's so many things that, you know, wealthier people have that we wish we could have, right. but we can't because we're stuck in this middle section. And even if we do get to the higher class, we're still stuck in this capitalist system. Mm. And the thing is in this movie is it shows you that in a capitalist society is it's built to be structured this way. Like the higher ups, the very super 1%, they want it to be structured this way. Um, let's, I'm going to jump to the end of the movie because I, it explains my point a lot better. Is Wilfred knew it's how he wanted this environment to be, or this ecosystem to be structured. So he could have had everyone equal if he wanted to. He didn't have to have a poor train, a poor, a poor caboose. He didn't have to have middle class people. It's how he wanted it to be structured. And the the way he does that is by, and the reason he does that is the poor people manufacture little kids to run the fucking train. That's the crazy turn in this one. Yeah. That's the twist. The little kid, Octavia Spencer's kid, the one arm guy's kid. They're using these children because they're just small enough to fit in the compartment that went extinct. 
and they have to fix the train, man. Yeah. They're like little gears and shit they have to turn every so whatever. It's child it, and it's a and it's a thing on child child labor laws because there's still millions of kids around the world that are making products for people. We talk know, people talk about it with Nike's and shit like that. There's little kids making your fucking shit. They make a great damn good product. <laughs> It's not okay. I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to say that I like for it or anything, but I'm just saying like they're good at their job. I mean, at least they're you know they're killing it. Like they could make shitty shoes, but then that, they'd, then, they're, then where would they be? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, that it speaks on child labor laws and everything like that. What the most fucked up thing is about it was he goes, "Well, how do you get him out of there?" He's like, "You can't." He goes, "That's why we measure them because mm-hmm. they're precise." And he's like, "The train will always run." The parts, not so much. Yeah. Pretty much saying once these kids got older, they got bit and they got chopped the fuck up because the train would just eat them up. Yeah. And it also shows how influential kids can be because like kid, like from a baby, if you're shown to do something like you just accept that as life. So that little kid that comes out of the like the hole in the wall and then goes into the thing like it's no issue like it's another monday yeah because he's like don't do it you're gonna you know because like that's all he was trained to do was to fix this thing exactly. at all cost yep and that's how influential little kids are and that's why like child labor is a thing because they're gonna listen to you because that's all they know yeah. they don't know anything different but making a shoe it's terrible it's it's fucking awful and i love that he spoke onto it but uh well, we jumped to the end because the middle parts are kind of like meh. It's just going through the classes. You have these people. That I, are... I, I, I want to finish that scene, though, when Which they're one? in the classroom. Oh, oh, yeah. She explains I... the Frozen 7. And at this point, she's like, would you would you like an app or an egg? It's it's National Egg Day or whatever the right. fuck. And they go and this dude, this bald, creepy ass bald dude, uh, could be a powder guy. <laughs> Rolls through with all these fresh eggs, and they're giving each kid an egg, their own egg, and uh, they're like, "Holy shit, these are real eggs!" And like, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I love, I love Bong Joon's ho. Uh, it's it's gonna touch on this. I love his like little little sprinkles of humor because mm. you see her crack an egg on the kid's head. Mm. I don't know. It was just very like whatever, but it just made me giggle. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, because the kid's like, hey, it's like he, she looks at him like, oh, you think you've had a bad fucking day? Like, <laughs> I just love those sprinkled in moments of humor that he throws in his movies. Chris Evans is like, um, I thought eggs have been extinct for seven years or some shit like that. Right. And he goes, there's a lot of things people think are extinct on this train, like yep. bullets. And he pulls out these fucking Uzis <laughs> out of the eggs. And then the pregnant lady, the teacher, she pulls out a fucking Uzi. And then it's World War Three in this bitch. Yep. And by this point, Chris Evans has got a gun and it's got some bullets in it. And uh, they end up killing the guy or they think they, they shot him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, they stabbed him. That's right. He stabbed uh, him in the side. He went unconscious. They thought he was dead, but he wakes up. (laughs) I love the part where he's like walking and the like knife that's sticking out of side like catches on something. He's like, what the fuck? And just like pulls it out like it's a fucking splinter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that part now. (laughs) Oh, he was a weird one. Oh, yeah. Strong, silent type. And uh, Chris Evans has to shoot the pregnant teacher right in the dome. Domes are. Which, I mean, you know, she's crazy as fuck, but uh, I just thought that was a really crazy scene. Yeah, it just was very... It takes like a 180... Yeah, like, it takes a 180 real fast. Because the kid, they obviously got the kids up out of there. Like, mm-hmm. you don't see any kids get hurt or anything. Yeah. But, uh, 
Tilda Hinton's like, I had no idea. I had no idea. I want you to win. I want you to win, Curtis. I'm with you. And he just ain't hearing that shit no more. I just lost my boy. Well, before that, what does the guy do? He sees it on the television screen. Oh, that's right. That's um, where he like snaps. Like it was the, the straw that broke the camel's back for him. Mm-hmm. He shoots the older character, his, it, his mentor. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. He does, doesn't he? So that's when he walks up to Tilda Swinton and just like doesn't blows even have to hear what she has to say. It just blows her head off. Just, I can help you. Pow. Yeah. yeah you you got us far enough. Huh? You got us far enough. We can fin- finish the way. Right. <laughs> Basically, is what he's saying without the words. Well, they and they also had uh, the security guy with them too. He at least knew how to get him to the next car, which is pretty much all he had at this yeah. point. Yeah. And that's when. Um, is this when we start going through the classes? Like the, you have the middle class, they're doing like normal yeah, things, like yeah, getting their teeth cleaned and right. shit like that. Uh, one lady's like writing or just like reading. Books oh, she's knitting. Shit. Yeah, there's. It's just like a normal mid class life. Like right. people are just going about their day. Then they go up through a salon and shit, and then they go to the saunas, and then the other guy from, not the little dude, but the bigger one. He catches up to him and he's like a fucking Terminator. He is Terminator. They fucking stab this guy like six times, shoot him, all this shit. And he just keeps coming. Yeah. Um, the security guy just like, he keeps being nonchalant. Like he's just in it for, like he just keeps doing the drugs and shit. And, uh, Oh, the, uh, the song character, mm-hmm. Mr. Song. He just keeps sniffing the rocks and putting them back in his pocket. Well, the daughter keeps sniffing them and then they keep them and you don't really, you just assume know. that they're getting high off of them. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what they say. Like, it's all you give a shit about is getting high. <laughs> but then they go to a cart where this drug is like predominant. Like it's the what's a popular drug right now, Molly. It's yeah. the Molly of the train. Yeah, because it's supposed to be like a rave, like club scene type deal. Yeah, but what's funny is there's no uh, windows on this cart. Everyone's in the dark. I don't know. I just thought it was pretty interesting. To like show like they're not in the back of the cart, but it's not like they're living a great life either. They're like strung out druggies like living in this. Yeah, but they're all wearing nice clothes and shit. Like, yeah, because they do rip the uh, the the. They got fur coats. Fur and coats. Shit. Thank yeah. you. They rip the fur coats off of. It's like they're just. Uh, I love that aquarium cart. That's one that I didn't want to. <coughs> I didn't want to skip over, but we did. But yeah, the aquarium cart is the most beautiful shot in a movie I've ever seen. And I want to go to one of those so bad. But the wife is scared of underwater shit. So the craziest shit is, is that literally was only doing it so they could have sushi. <laughs> she said, you might want to try this. It only We only kill it once a year or some shit like that. Well, Probably there's balance once. because yeah. like they can only do the fishing once a year. So it takes them through that. It takes them through the garden and all that. And they, like you said, you see all the, how the better people are living. Mm-hmm. They get to the club place and, uh, after the sauna, most of the people are dead. Yeah. Like most of the important people are right. dead. You it's got, mostly just Chris Evans, the security guy, Mr. Song and his daughter. Yeah. About well, this Octavia time. Spencer's. Uh, she gets shot. Until she gets, yeah, she gets shot in the sauna mm-hmm. trying to kill uh old boy. Right. Who they think is dead, but comes back again. He's got three <laughs> times he comes back. <laughs> So after this, after the the club, they uh, they get to the last one. You know, no, they the get last... to the bridge that leads them to the front of the cart. That's what it is. Yeah. And uh, he wants to get through. He wa- oh no, they had that big ass fight, but before the sauna where they had to kill the last bit of them, 
because the guy's got the sniper rifle and he's trying to shoot through the train. Oh, yeah, when they Chris see Evans. each other at opposite ends and they shoot. Mm. Yeah, it was a cool scene. I like that scene a lot. Well, after that, I guess the like, drug addicts, like, they start getting pissed off and they like want to kill them, so they're doing that. But uh, Chris Evans is trying to get into that last door and he keeps telling him to open it. And he's like, I want to open doors. He's like, but I don't want to open that door. Right. I want to open that door and it's the door to go outside. Right. And he's like, well, freeze to death, you fucking idiot. Like, I would rather freeze to death trying than to keep living here. And that's kind of the idea on capitalism is like we can be stuck in this, but there is life outside of capitalism. We just have to. Homeless. <laughs> and that's the, the idea that they want to perpetuate is like there is no life out of capitalism except homelessness. But he sees a way out, a life outside of this train. It's like I said, it's a very like, in your, you know what I'm saying? It's like Oh, yeah. Big brutal way of showing it to you. Exactly. Which he just is fantastic in this point. Right. And so that's what he wants to do. He wants to get out of this fucking train and go live his own life, his own way, on his own terms. With his daughter. With his daughter. So all the drugs that they've been collecting is actually a fucking bomb. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, it's extremely flammable. He's like, we can blow this fucking train apart. Right. He's like, he's like, we'll freeze to death. And he's like, no, I noticed that every it's year. It's melting. Yeah. Because he talks about train. the plane. He, he goes, when the, he's like, say, last year when we passed it, you could see the tail. He goes, this year, you could see the whole plane. Mm-hmm. He goes, the earth is warming up again. Right. Like, we can live it. We can start over. Right. Like, at this point, Chris Evans don't care. Like, all he wants to do. Yeah, he his mind is set on getting to I'm gonna the front of the I'm going to kill this train. fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. And this is the scene I was talking about, I touched on earlier, like, at the beginning of the episode. It is the most powerful scene to this point. On the 23rd of May in 2021, that this is the most powerful scene I've ever seen Chris Evans do. Oh, right, right, yeah. Well, I mean, in game, he's got a couple. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just remembered what you were talking about, yeah. But he's explaining, he goes, I hate myself. He goes, you want to know why I hate myself? He goes, I know what people taste like. Because he tells a story that when we first got on the train, we weren't fed, we were left. He goes, we decided to eat the week. He goes... And he goes, you know what I hate about myself the most? He goes, I know that babies taste the best. Yeah. And it's like, that's Captain America, dude. Right. You don't expect that. And he's selling it. Yeah. Like, you believe he took a bite of some baby back baby, dude. <laughs> right. For real. Yeah. And uh, he said, we killed a woman. And she was holding her baby. And it was Edgar. Mm-hmm. I killed Edgar's mother. And I was going to eat Edgar. And then the old man. Offered up his arm. Cut his arm off and said, if you're hungry, eat this. And give me the child. Yep. And Chris Evans talked about at that point it became like a like a like a sacrifice, like a um I'm doing this for everybody. Right. They would cut a limb off so everyone could eat. Right. But and I love that because at the beginning of the movie you see the guy getting his arm frozen off and then you see this like group of people without limbs and you assume that it's that they were just bad people, but in reality, most of them were probably just sacrificing their bodies so that so they the could elders live. could live, you know, right. the younger could live. Yep. And uh, because when they first get the shipment of protein bars, he's like, man, we haven't got these in months. I'm starving. And then when you find out, like, they don't even care. Like, well, they find out, but everybody else is just like, holy fuck, I'm starving. And they're just tearing through this shit like it's mm-hmm. like it's steak or, you know, it's right. uh, filet mignon or something, mm-hmm. you know. So the people from the rave car are coming to beat the shit out of the Korean dude now because they took all their drugs. Right. And uh, Ed Harris is Mr. Wilford. Mm -hmm. 
which that's fucking perfect. Like, why wouldn't it be Ed Harris? If you're going to have an evil dude, like in the front car, it's got to be Ed Harris right? <laughs> or, or uh, James Caan, somebody. Right. Uh, and he's like, Curtis, I've been expecting you. Mm-hmm. Come on up front. Let's get something to eat. And uh, he looks back at the Korean dude and his and his daughter, and he's like, "What about them?" And he's like, "Oh, they're not coming." And he goes in, and this little the 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 blonde lady is like his number two or his assistant or whatever. Yeah, she's the one that goes back and takes the kids, right? And uh, she shoots the security guy in the stomach, mm-hmm. and uh, his daughter's sleep from the drugs or knocked out or something. So she's on the floor, and uh, he takes she takes the guns and all that, and then shuts them back up, leaves them out there, and then Ed Harrison uh, or Mister Wilford and Curtis yeah. talking, and it's just it, like I said, it's a real testament, man. Like this is probably the best acting, like straight. If we're talking about straight acting, Chris Evans, this but this is the best acting job I've seen him in because Ag- uh, agreed, yeah, he did a great job in uh, what's the last one we watched with him in it. Oh, the... Uh, Knives Out. Knives he did out, a yeah. good job in that, but I felt like it's not a hard part to pull off for him. Be right. a rich asshole. Like, <laughs> anybody could do that. Right. Um, But you see it, like, in his eyes. Like, mm-hmm. this guy has just been through so much fucking hell. And then he starts to tell him that, like, you think you're the first person that thought they were going to change something? Right. And he starts telling him the history of the train and then tells him that his mentor, the man that he looked up to and that he's doing all this in his honor... Knew about it. Yeah. Knew how this worked. Mm-hmm. Offered to stay back there for the betterment of everybody. Yep. Let me help them. Let me take care of them. Like, just don't kill them. Yeah. You know, help them live as or let as many live as you can. Yeah. And Ed Harris knew it down to a science because he was the smartest guy in the world because he invented this train. Mm-hmm. And he says, we have to have a perfectly balanced ecosystem or it all dies and to a certain extent i like agree with him i don't agree how he set up the classes how there's like poor people middle class and then like higher class Mm -hmm. but at the same time like if you let population get out of control on this train it will be overcrowded you will lose resources and it won't be sustainable but that's where the whole conundrum comes in is like how do you step in and control the population of people like who's to make that call who's to live and who's to die it's a very a very hard thing to think about so i said this movie was great about as far as like classic but like it was such an extreme show of it that like it makes you wonder like does the government fucking put shit in our water to kill us faster right you know what i mean like where do these fucking super viruses and shit come from mm-hmm. where does covid you know what i mean like it definitely makes you think about the world around you and yeah. it makes you think like what's a quick way to knock <laughs> off two million people you know like how many pay, like how many people's AIDS killed, bro? Yeah. You mean to tell me that like somebody actually fucked a chimp and got that? Like, come on now. Like somebody got injected with this shit and that, that passed it around. Like uh, if you ever watched that movie Contagion, bro, mm-hmm. that shit that that gave me a fucking panic attack watching that because that's how that shit happens. One dude coughs into the air, dude walks through it, and then that's it. It's over yeah. with. Half a country's fucking got it. But uh. Yeah, he just explains to him that, like, you know, this is how it has to be. He goes, you have to take your feelings out of it. Mm -hmm. He goes, I do this not because I want to, but because this is how it has to be. And this is my train. And you know what I mean? Like, he's just like, I am like God pretty much is what he like. That's why I got out of it. Yeah. And that's the thing. 
You know, and he tries to paint him like, you think I like living in the front of the train like this? And I've sometimes like, wondered if I could change places with you. He's like, because I've never been back there. And he's like, you fucking should go. Yeah. Like, he's like, I would gladly change positions with you. And so that's when he like offers him. Yeah. The, you're wondering like, okay, so why the fuck did you keep just him alive? He goes, I've been watching you, Curtis, for a long time. Oh, and when he, sorry, I just to touch back on that scene with Edgar about his mom and killing him. He goes, I killed Edgar's mother. I was the guy with the knife like he's letting you know that he was the one fucking murdering and taking people and eating them because like he just didn't want to die well there was this uh this one small scene whenever he's talking about eating people he did like cut off a piece of his arm to feed to somebody and he since he hasn't sacrificed his whole arm he doesn't feel like he's good enough to be a leader he even makes the comment like like, how can you be a leader with two arms he's like I tried I tried to help out. I tried to do that for for everybody. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm just a coward, you know? Yeah, because it does pay off. Well, I mean, the motherfucker needed two arms for this. For <laughs> right? everything he did in this movie, he yeah. needed two arms. But that's why I thought that all the people with the chief, like with the with the old guy, that's why I thought that was so powerful because it just showed that literally how much these people were in this together. Like, that's how much they cared for each other that, yeah, bro, fuck it. You can eat my leg, dog, so we can both live. Like, yeah, exactly. It just makes the overall message of this movie so much more powerful, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, so he offers him the job. You know, I'm getting old. I'm going to die soon. Like, I want you to run this train. He's like, you'd be the perfect person for it. Right. Well, then he finds out about the kids. <laughs> yeah. Because you can see he's kind of thinking about it. Yeah. He's like, you know what? A lot of what you're saying does make sense. Even though I fucking hate it. Like, Yeah. That's what I was saying. It's one of those things like it sucks, but, you know. Yeah, because, like, at that point, why don't you just take eeny, meeny, miny, mo out back and just fucking shoot him? Right. You know what I mean? And that's why I said it's a brutal, but it, and even the violence, everything in it, like you said, it's brutal, but it's brutal for a purpose. And it's and it does a great job of flushing out just, like, what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. But that's what I hate is, like, okay, let's say we're getting overpopulated and we have a middle class and we have a lower class, a.k.a., like, homeless people. We're all, we would... Us as a society would be okay with taking out some of the homeless, but you wouldn't be okay with taking out some of the uh, middle class, right? And, like, why does this person have more of a stake in their life than a homeless person? This, I don't know. I this just movie hate... seems like a great, like, prelude to, like, The Purge. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, I think it's starting to catch on around this moment because of the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Because fe- COVID feels like we're on this train. It does. It feels like they're trying to fucking kill us all. <laughs> Honestly, though. Um, I more so feel like we're just trapped and we can't get out kind of thing. I don't know, man. It's just one of those things, like... Is it a, like was it a real virus, like an accident or whatever? Just one of those things that happens, mm-hmm. or yeah, that's the thing, man. China's got like a good percentage of the world's population. Yeah, and I mean they lost a lot of people too. Like everybody talks about how many Americans lost their lives. Fucking Chinese people lost lives too. Right. And the worst part is their government fucking lied to like you know make it seem like oh it wasn't that bad over here. Yeah. But when six or out of six billion people in the world, when two of them live there. It's it's just tough. Yeah, and when the head scientist on it dies, like, suspiciously, I don't know, man. It's one of those things. We don't get political on here, but there there is the things that... Well, like, that, this movie ties into what we're well, going through. Well, that's what through. I'm saying. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it would be impossible to tell you, but without touching on it, but 
that's what I uh, that's what I love the most about this movie. It was just like it was his way of like showing you like wake the fuck up, people, but yeah, still exactly. enjoy this. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about his. That's why I'm becoming obsessed with his films. Is because I'm looking forward to the host now. Yeah, and I really want to watch it. Um, is he has something to say in his movies, but he doesn't beat you over the head with it. He just gives you a good story. And it's like, well, if you think about this a little bit, you realize how much this applies to your real life. And it's well, like, that, Oh fuck. That's why I think the violence ties in so perfectly because it's not like you said, it's not like a, a Michael Bay movie or, or, or whatever, where you're just blowing motherfuckers away for, for the thrill of it. Right. It's to show you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It sure. It serves a purpose to the story. And, um, because when you go back and you think like, wow, it's crazy. He fucking stabbed the shit at her. But it also makes you think like, if that's how you looked at someone you loved, like they were really just that big of a piece of shit, you mm-hmm. know? Right. Exactly. It, it, I, I don't know. It, it makes it like worth it. Like, I don't know. So Chris Evans has to make this choice. Like, does he keep on with the train as it is, or does he, you know, stop everything? And, you know, he takes the ladder. He fucking puts his arm in the well, train. The, the, the security guy, he blows it up. He's fighting him off, and the daughter, he tells her to put the bomb on there. Well, before all that happens, he sticks his arm where that little kid is to stop the train, or to, yeah, to stop the gears so he can pull the kid out to save the kid, because in his eyes, saving this kid is more important than keeping the ecosystem alive on this train, and that's when the bomb goes off. That's right. Yeah. And everybody except for uh, the daughter. Mm Mm-hmm. And the little boy, Octavia Spencer's boy, is alive. Right. Everyone else dies. That's it. the director has come from the director's mouth. Is these are the only two alive from this train, and a polar bear. Yeah, I wish that that was like. Of course, there's a polar bear. <laughs> so yeah, they see they get out of the train. Those two are the only ones alive, and they see a polar bear. What's your take on this like scene? I think it's to show that there's still life out there, and that. Uh, it's going to be a long hell of a road, but like, you know, if it's, you do make a single to this, like, was there people that were finding a way to survive? Yeah. Because if they're the only two people left in the world, then the, 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 the I, well, it's an Adam and Eve situation. That's what I was thinking. Like, maybe he's touching on like, you know, this was creation. Yeah. Or this is, you know, this is the new world right. that they're going to create. You want to know what my score of it is? Yes. 8.7 dude damn i'm giving you fucking home runners lately dude you really have man this guy is like i said i'm excited about the host now he's uh he's one of my favorite directors right now and i'm excited to go into his filmography like i said i have mother on its way he's being uh, delivered today he was a very pleasant surprise his mm-hmm. movies have been to me right that's um, why i started off with parasite because it's like creme de la creme it's like what he's leading up to is his like what do you call it it's his some of his best work right yeah, parasite yeah. and if we go backwards we can see what he's like working up to towards parasite because i think snowpierce is a great movie but i feel it's a little more heavy-handed than parasite is not heavy-handed but you know you see what he's trying to do more so. it's a much more stream example right what he's going for i feel like parasite was like more of a subtle because, like, like I said, there's the first half of Parasite, man, I'm rooting for that family. Exactly. You know, and it's kind of showing how, like, people can be, you know, kind of chameleon their way, you know, can latch on to whatever to, to, to get by, to mm-hmm. get what they want, to get what they need, you know. And then by the end of the movie, it shows that, like, you know, at the end of the day, we're all people, we're all could be that way, you know. 
Exactly. Put in the the wrong circumstance, you can. We could all be animals. We could all be pieces of shits. If if it, and that's what this movie does. It shows you like you think you you think you're a fucking asshole. Would you eat a baby? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. And that's what I took out of it. Uh, loved it. Loved Chris Evans. Man, got a much better uh, appreciation for him as an actor. Like I said, he's been he is Captain. America in my book. Yeah, it's hard to watch it without seeing Captain America. But that's how good a job he did in this movie that I didn't one time look at him and saw like, wow, it's Steve Rogers right there. Exactly. I mean, there's a couple of times you're like, oh, Captain America, but it's very like right. seldom and whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's usually only when he's beating the fuck out of somebody or something. Like that, <laughs> he's but, fighting. Like, right. oh yeah, that's a Captain America move. Mine is a highly recommended. Like, I can't recommend this movie enough. Any of his movies enough because he's one of the best working directors right now. He's up there with Quentin Tarantino. And um, uh, Christopher Nolan, which Christopher Nolan is meh right now to me personally, in my personal watch, opinion. Uh, did you ever watch Dunkirk? Not yet. It's in my. It's I haven't in, either. I have it, but I, don't I haven't even it. seen Tenet. And I wanted to see that. I have that if you want me to do it, but I'm not going to. It's not going to be a pleasant movie for me because I got halfway through it and turned it off because I don't like it. Really? Yeah. See, I heard it was really good. It's high concept, no storyline. I feel like it's like Inception on acid or something. It's Inception without the characters. Uh, you know how you rooting for Do- Do- um, um yeah. Rob, God damn DiCaprio. it, DiCaprio. You're like you like become attached to DiCaprio in his Tom story Murray. and everything. Yeah. There's none of that in Tenet. It's it's just nameless characters, faceless characters going through this motion. It's mm. like it's all concept, no story. That's nuts. Yeah, so I wasn't a huge fan, but some I'll people are into a, that. I'm sure I'll still give it a watch at some point. I mean, I have it if you want to borrow it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, trying to think of what I wanted to give you. Oh yeah. Uh, I think I gotta start fucking doing that shit. <laughs> you should have never gave me the stack back, bro. Because I had twenty fucking movies for you that you could have just picked one out of that stack, <laughs> and then you gave them back. Um, I was gonna say like I've been watching these. What the fuck happened to these actors? And there's a lot of actors that went through. That d- that did movies that I haven't seen, and I'm like, I'm surprised I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's like Bruce Willis, Nicolas Cage, um, Val Kilmer. Mm. Oh, oh, oh! Thank you, Greg, for reminding yourself. Have you seen uh, Bad Lieutenant with no, Nicolas we Cage? No, we talked about it. We were gonna do that one. Okay, I didn't know if you've seen it or not. Yeah. Okay. Because it has Val Kilmer in it, and. I was going to pull up the list because I have like a small list of things that you said you wanted me to watch, but yeah, do that. Let's see what we got. Yeah. Cause a lot of them I have seen, by the way, can I just put out a, uh, to these big tech companies that have these applications, please stop changing the layout. Like when I get used to a layout, they change it again and I have to relearn the app. And as soon as I learn it, they change it again. Right. Please stop. Just leave it alone. <laughs> Because you're making me angry. Because I just pulled up Evernote. Because Big Tech cares about your <laughs> concerns. Because <laughs> Evernote, I just pulled it up and it changed the layout again. Oh, it did it to mine too. My Samsung notes. Fucking it did annoying. It to me. Um, Death Wish Remake. That's the one with Bruce Willis. I know you ain't gonna like that one. Ruthless People. Oh, that I might do. I actually started to watch Borat, but I didn't finish it. So I still haven't really seen Borat. Um, a lot of these I've seen. Catch and release. Out cold. I might do out cold. That's pretty funny. Grown ups too. I don't want to watch grown ups too. We don't have to do that one. <laughs> I'll do that when you give me one I fucking hate. Predators. 
Oh, that's a good movie. I, I have it. I, know. I I watched it, but I didn't pay attention to it. It was kind of like on in the background. Um, Running scared. We should just redo one day because that's the lost episode that I messed up. I thought you got it built out. I thought you put it back mm-hmm. out. No, that was the one that we lost, 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 lost. Forever, yeah. yeah. It's been so long that I probably could just re-review it. Um, Reign of Fire. Empire. That's what I want you to do, bro. What? Reign of fucking fire. Reign of fire? Okay. McConaughey and Christian Bale. Your boy. Your boy Christian Bale. I mean, it's a fucking dragon movie, so it's kind It's going to be awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. It's better than Dragonheart. Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale. Like, how is this not going to be amazing? It has a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't care. It's dragons, Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale. Oh, dude, Bale, it like... did so bad at the movies. Yeah, like, I remember. That's I, I why think, I didn't... I think I'm like the only person that went and saw this movie. Gerard Butler's in it. Oh, yeah. There's so many people in this fucking movie. Yeah, I'm excited. So, Reign of Fire. Okay. That sounds like a plan. I have it on DVD if you need me to bring it to you. It's okay. No, I, I'll rent it. It's fine. Are you sure, bro? I feel bad. You boys rent them. Like, They're I can, like two bucks. I, I drive by here to get my kids from school. I could drop it off. Well, like, if you want to drop it off one day, yeah, then I'll bring, I'm off tomorrow. I'll bring it by after I take my kids to school. I'm off as well. All right. Um, And then after that, we'll do the host. It'll be a wrap up of Bong Joon-ho's movies that I want to watch anyway. If you <sighs> watch one of those other ones you hadn't seen and you like it, Fucking throw it on there, man. Oh, if yeah. The host is good. If I like host, that's three for three. I'll watch anything this guy does. Yeah. The only other ones I can think of is Mother and uh, Mysteries of a Murder. Yeah, that's my rule, man. If there's if they got three movies that I fuck with, that's <laughs> my I, that director I fuck I with. I fuck with them, yeah. Yep. I don't see that being a problem because I love the host. I was really excited about this because, like I said, I had I had the I had last week off and I was sitting around. I was like, you know what? I might as well just watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And I got all this time. And uh, I was going to, like, do stuff around the house while I was on, you know, go watch it, but, like, still try to be productive. And I ended up not doing shit. I just sat there and watched it the entire time, just, yeah. like, enthralled with it. Right. Because I was just like, how the fuck did I not hear about this movie? You yeah. Know? It actually did kind of, like, for mainstream audiences, I think it did fall under the radar. But, like, hardcore, like, movie fans, I think right. they really enjoyed well, it. Because, you know... Chris Evans had to fuck. It probably took forever for him to do it because he had to stop him between Marvel movies. Right. Um, you know what's a good fucking Chris Evans movie I just thought of that mm-hmm. I wish they'd have made a sequel for? Push. I didn't watch that. Oh my God, I'm putting that on your list. <laughs> you it's, better fucking write it down. It's so bad. Dude, yeah, get the list. I'm going to fucking put it on your list because I have to do all the work all the time. You should pull the, uh, you should pull the ones we already did off, though. Yeah, I should because it's hard to get through the paper. I like that movie. Um, so I have brief news. What's up? Did you see the trailer for Carnage? I did. Does it not look fucking amazing? Dude, people are shitting on it, man. I Why? think it looks fantastic. I mean, okay. They're just pissed because there's no fucking Spider-Man, dog. Like, at this point, like, Marvel, I feel like, is doing too fucking much, dude. This next Tom Holland one is supposed to have every Spider-Man ever, every villain ever. I'm like, bro, I don't need all that. Like, yeah. I'm good. We just got Avengers Endgame. Like, I know. They're getting too fucking excited. Like, oh, you like a little bit of that? We're going to give you all of it. At this point, I feel like y'all are just trying to keep motherfuckers' careers alive. Like, hey, Afro Molina, you haven't done anything in 10 years. You want to be Dr. Octopus again? <laughs> Like, I don't know. Um, but I did like the beginning of the trailer where it's like jokingly making breakfast. That was kind of like stupid, silly. I didn't find it that funny. I just think it's crazy that 
that Tom that Tom Hardy can do that voice and hold that deep raspy shit as long as he yeah, can. Yeah, but there's a lot of because he's like, lo, 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 there's lo, a lot lo. of editing going in, but I like that it's his voice. Yeah, well, I I mean I didn't know that when I watched the movie, but when I watched the special commentary on it, mm-hmm. and he's like it says Eddie Brock slash Venom, I was like, of course this fucking guy did Venom's voice. <laughs> he did, yeah. Like <laughs> like I don't know why I didn't know that. Like like Tom Hardy's not going to do the fucking voice. Yeah. Tom, we got a great voice actor. He's got an amazing voice. I'm doing the voice. But but you but you're doing Eddie Brock. Yeah, I'm doing Venom too. <laughs> right. Sorry. I th- I, it's not in my contract. Yeah, I said I wouldn't do it. I wonder if he gets two paychecks for that. <laughs> no, because he didn't get two for Legend. Oh, so, he didn't? No. Nah, uh-huh. They just paid him one big ass sum of money. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can pretend it's for two people if you want. But like at the end of the day, it's supposed to be fun. It's a comic book movie. Just like get and, off your serious high horse and just learn to have fun with a movie. And I get it. Unless this is a Zack Snyder directed fucking comic book movie. Like, yes, that is the point. You're supposed to have fun. And it's supposed to be about, you know. Speaking of, have you seen the zombie one that he did just released like a couple of days ago? I've been working like crazy, but uh, I did plan on watching it today or tomorrow. Yeah, I want to watch it too, but I'm getting mother. So I'm going to watch that. I love Arm- or I love Zack Snyder. I'll watch anything he makes. He did do the, uh, uh, what was it? One of his like first films yeah dawn of the dead dawn of the dead i that really like that one that was his first actual movie yeah he had done a really bunch good. of music videos and shit before that right yeah i did enjoy that so i'm kind of looking forward to this it's weird that he's going back to zombie movies but oh well yeah he said that he had had this written for years but it's he said it's not a sequel to dawn of the dead but it's kind of like a, it's in that universe yeah is what he said interesting yeah Wait. it came out friday yeah, I know. I saw it on there, and I was just like, I need to give this like a real like a watch. I haven't seen or heard anything on it. I'm sure you. I'm sure the day it came out, there was 35 YouTube reviews. Oh, on I'm it. sure, but I try to stay away from that so it doesn't like yeah. taint my view. Of oh the yeah, because if they really enjoy it, I'm gonna like have my hopes too high, and if they really hated it, I'm gonna go into it with such low expectations. Honestly, that's probably the only good thing that's come out of my new TikTok addiction is the fact that I'm on TikTok so much that I'm not on YouTube anymore. You know what I mean? Like I used to just I mean, constantly scroll through YouTube for videos to watch. And now like, you're just on TikTok. Oh, you got the TikTok bug. I worked with a girl. I'm TikTok famous, bro. Of course I have a TikTok bug. Oh, well, you got- <laughs> Part of the collector on TikTok. Yeah, check him out. He collects fake Pokemon cards. That's right. The <laughs> fakest. Tell your friends. I actually looked you up on TikTok and I was going through some of those comments and I re- I loved your comment. Like, can everyone chill? Like, calm down. They're just fucking cards. I understand that they're fake, but just like, it's not that serious. I said, yo, bro, if any of you motherfuckers saw me in real life, you would not have this energy. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know. It's pretty funny. It'd be one thing if I was like trying to make money and shit, but like, dude, literally I just do this for fun with my son. Like, yeah, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. That's the same reason we do this. Like, and that shit would have broke his heart if I showed him any of that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But, but if he, I think he's so young that like he can build a uh, thick skin to it so that when he does get older and start doing it, it's like, I don't give a shit. Fuck thick skin. I'll kill these fucking. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. I'd be doing the same thing if it was my son. So. My son wouldn't hurt a fly. So if you're being an asshole to him, you're just terrible. You are. You have the sweetest son. Like, he is way too polite. I know. Your wife was ready to take him. <laughs> your wife was ready to keep him and get rid of you. Right. He's just perfect. <laughs> he just stay here with me. He's, like, annoyingly <laughs> polite. Hey, man, what you think? I was going to make ugly kids, bro? Of course my kids are good looking. <laughs> what are you talking about? Of course they're adorable. <laughs> Look at me, man. So well behaved. 
They, I, I was really proud of him because I mean, like the first time he got excited with the dog and everything, but yeah. um, he's made leaps and bounds as far as like you know how he does. He's a good kid. All the all of his teachers, everybody at that school loves him. Everybody loves Brody. We just love him so much. Yeah. I'm like you're just a ham, dude. You're just a ham sandwich, is right. what you are. <laughs> I'll I'll give the credit to your wife because I know you had nothing to do with that. Well, other than him coming out of my sack, yeah, you're pretty much right. <laughs> oh, I did a little bit, a little bit of the work. Um, but, uh, so yeah, yeah, next week will uh, next week will be. Next week will be. What did you say? Rain of fire. Rain of fire. Rain of fire. Fuck yeah, rain of fire. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, until then. Later.